thanks for joining us again. Week four, October first, Jared. We're going to Sorority Row. And what are we pairing this with, Jared? We've got it. We've thrown another curveball in the mix. We said five beers, but we kind of yeah, we went away from that. We're taking some liberties. Look, this is what happens yeah, when you have, have a party. Have. You just get into whatever's whatever's there. Exactly. You go rooting through the eskies and you find whatever you can. So what have we got, Jared? What? 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 And why? Well, I mean. I think you're going to have to get into a little bit of explanation on this too, but I went with your choice of a Tui's New, which was one that I believe you worked your way through many a Tui's New during your university days. So obviously we're running with that university theme of Sorority Row. But we're going to kick it off with a little bit of uh, Captain Morgan and Cola, mainly because I became a big fan of the Captain around my university days. (laughs) I I don't know, like for some reason I used to drink the dark one. I had a couple oh. of very, very rough nights on the dark rum, but, um, yeah, generally, um, to this day, I usually have a bottle of Captain in the cupboard ready to go whenever he's called to set sail, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a bit of a Captain aficionado, although uh, let's just crack the Captain first because you think we'll go a Captain and then a a beer chaser. Yeah, we'll kick it off with That's the captain. Standard the, university policy. Well, that was it. Our, our our thinking back in the day was um, <laughs> uni bars at seven. We haven't got to the grog top grog shop till six, so we better get a couple of captains under the belt to really get a buzz going, and then we'll drink beer for the rest of the evening. So, I mean, a f- foolproof plan, I thought. Oh, so were the very best nights were. Um, started with that foolproof plan that then got out of hand. <laughs> yeah. The skipper, he's a 1.8 standard too, the big mm. fella, a bit like the rock hopper. Yeah, so doesn't muck around. Let's cheers to the captain. Oh, shit. Been a while since I've had one of them. Ah, beautiful. Oh, yeah, went down smooth. Very funny story with the skipper, just as a side note. Back in my youth, um, there was a little something about being in the 700 Club. Now, I don't know if you know what the 700 Club was, but basically it was to drink an entire 700ml bottle of a spirit mm-hmm. in a nine. Yep. Okay? So you'd pair it, obviously. We're drinking it straight, fuck. But you'd, you'd pair it with your Coke or whatever. It's one of those clubs that, you know, it's a very exclusive membership, Adam, and, you know, you, you've you really thought the process <laughs> through before joining the club, uh, work through oh, the pros and cons, and when you get there, you really <laughs> kind of enjoy the benefits of the club. <laughs> like, what a fucking, well, what definitely... a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there wasn't a lot of thought put into this club. When you were offered membership, did you ever ask anyone, what do I get for it? Or do you just get a no, pat on the back? Just, oh, you're oh, in yeah. the club. Great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like eating the Love two, uh, a, th- a thousand, uh, one thousand gram steak, you know, yes. and getting your name on the board. It was yeah, that yeah. kind of stupidity. Yep. Right. So I decided to set sail with the skipper for my maiden 700 club voyage. And look, it was a long, tumultuous evening. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Jared. I can imagine. Uh, was, was there a bout of seasickness in there somewhere? <laughs> yeah, there was a bout of seasickness. 
Fair to say that I struggled my way through. I was tired and emotional, as I like to say. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> emotional, all right. <laughs> but the humorous part of it, uh, depending on how you look at it, after Downing said, said Captain, bottle of Captain, and you know how you have those nights where you're in fine drinking touch? Yeah. So you power through. You yeah, feel yeah. great. Yep. And then it all catches up to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> midnight, midnight, you're seeing it ain't nothing going to break my stride. And then by yeah, about yeah, 2 yeah, 30, 3 o'clock, things get real ugly. <laughs> yeah. I woke up at a mate's place, uh, <laughs> just in the boxes and a t shirt, pile, <laughs> pile of chunder next to me. Uh, <laughs> and. Proceeded, I didn't, obviously I didn't have my car with me. I required, I, I had to be home fairly early that morning. Can't remember what for. And I had to scrounge a lift from my mate's mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always good. <laughs> it's fair to say it was frosty in yeah, the car. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Because obviously I chunted on the on the bed, yeah, and I wasn't exactly in, in the sort of position to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming the but, only reason yeah. she said yes was so she could get this asshole out of my fucking house. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the car ride home was awkward. <laughs> Did she ask if you were going to clean it? Or was this- no, no, she didn't ask. As I said, I think she was just hoping to get rid of the drunkest asshole yeah. in the world. Any small talk? Did, did, did you try to? Did you no. try to sort of break the ice at all with a bit of? Oh, <laughs> got, any, got any plans for the day? Got any, now that you're up early and any plans no, for the I tried to go the for small talk. <laughs> I tried to go for small talk, and it was followed by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, small talk. Small talk was kept to a minimum. So. Fair to say that the captain fucking, by about, you know, early morning hours, the captain had really, he'd made you walk the plank by that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the end of the night, I was talking like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me just tell you, when the dark Jamaican rum is involved, the, the spews are accordingly dark. <laughs> I'd, I'd, you know, so, so they say. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you have no, you have nothing to base it on. <laughs> no. And so, yeah. Look, I'm pretty sure I joined the 700 Club, but I couldn't tell you because the memories are hazy. <laughs> yeah. And look, there, there was no referee or anything. So, large <laughs> yeah. portion of it was probably on my clothing. Yeah, there's no one coming to adjudicate. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, you're in. Here's your members only jacket. <laughs> yeah, the members only jacket is covered in fucking vomit stains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was recently got off a fucking wino. They've given to you. <laughs> All right, let's get, okay, let's get off the piss stories because. Yeah. But that's the rationale there. Yeah, the rationale you know, is university. Just- just brought out the best in you. <laughs> oh, of course. Just a, just a quick one on the two he's new. Mm. I remember a particular night at the RSL where um, there was a bloke that was drinking two he's old. And 
Yeah. Had a couple of words to one of my mates how he didn't like all these young people turning up for the four for ten bourbons, and my mate told him, settle down, pal. You've been drinking that since it was a two is new, so just fucking get back in the corner. <laughs> get back in the corner and finish it off, and we'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Once happy hours out, we'll be gone. Four for ten? You guys were on four for ten spirits. Four for ten spirits. Mate, I was four for seven. Four yeah. for seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, Twenty we had bucks, the, shit faced. We had the seven dollar for one hour a week of drink, where you where you drink, you drink, you'd get your drink, and then you would go to the back of the line and drink it on the way back up to the front. That was <laughs> <laughs> that, that was seven bucks. Classic manoeuvre. Classic yeah. manoeuvre. Well, we didn't have that, but four for seven was just oh, those prices were outrageous. Yeah. All right, let's let's get away from all that. The other side note with the, with the two is new was we were actually aiming for a Carlton cold. Mm. Is that not correct, Jared? Unfortunately, I was unable to source one. Well, that was a bit more end, of a so crossover. That was a bit more of a crossover when you were still sort of you know it still could occasionally be found on the towner at the uni bar, and <laughs> I was just kicking off those sort of things, and we crossed over. That was one of the favourites. That came came along yeah. with it. I don't know yes. why. I don't know why it was just there. Were always seemed to be Carlton Cold floating around. But I feel that Tui's new was a was a fair call by yourself because it was also yeah it was also one that was fairly regularly seen. It was in high rotation. It was in high rotation back then. Hmm. All right, let's quickly get into what we've been watching. I've got a large menagerie of film, Jared. Right. We we went deep. We 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 were still running our um our lockdown classics situation until lockdown ended last Friday. Mm-hmm. I did the Silence of the Lambs, the game, Misery, Slumdog Millionaire. Were all in there. Yep, all great films. I had never seen Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yeah, it's good fun. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I like it. Oh yeah, I loved it. Loved it a lot. Uh, I then slipped into some shit with uh, Day of the Dead Bloodline, which was on Netflix. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Jonathan, Sca- Jonathan Scatch territory. Jonathan Scatch in it. Mm. Yeah, but it, it's it's really poor imitation. I think it's meant to be kind of like a quasi-remake of the Romero one, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't really, doesn't really work. Uh, certainly didn't work for me. Mm. I, I went into some Jason Momoa territory uh, with something he made several years ago called Braven. Yes, you I have seen that. This? I have seen it. You've seen it? I have seen you it. You know what? It started off all right. Yep. Um, and it actually had this really interesting sort of subplot with his father that they just jettisoned that really pissed me off because it was really interesting well, it wasn't really interesting, but it was interesting to have it in kind of an action survival movie. His father was dealing with, like, cognitive problems, and so it could have been used when they finally got caught up in this whole, you know, survival mode. It could have actually been used in there, I think, as another situation that the hero has to kind of handle. Yeah. But they just got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, look, I... Really I, I recall, me. I recall not minding it. I thought it was okay. It was okay. Mainly, mainly because of the actors involved. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. if my Pretty memory tough. serves, it was Garrett Dillahunt that was the the main villain. Yes, is that right? Yeah, yeah. he's he's always quality. Yep, and Slumming. Stephen Lang was his father. Yeah, yep. So yeah, it was, there was good, a bit of slumming. I mean, it was 
good cast. From what I read, it, it was done in like 2015 or something like that. Yep. So it was before Momoa sort of crested the wave and became a star. Yep. But it was a handy little actioner. I watched Dave Chappelle, The Closer. Yes, so did I. Look, I thought it was good, but not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there were several of his other Netflix specials are much better than that one. Well, obviously a lot of problems around it too. Yeah, look, it's it's hard. Some of it I, I would, if, if I was him, I would have, wouldn't have said. Yeah. That's, I think that's it's, my opinion. I think it's just, like you said, there's parts of it where it's still the old Dave Chappelle where he just fucking cracks you up. For minutes at a time, yeah. and there are some, there's certainly some things that he says in there that are like relevant. How, how like you know he used to use his comedy to make make his sort of you know points about society, and he's still trying to do that. But I think his views have become a little bit skewed. So I think there's certain points where some of the stuff that he's saying is totally valid, but there's other points. Yes, obviously when he goes into the trans stuff, he's he's um. I don't know. He's he's just taken. It's like he's just sort of digging his hole just a little bit further. And I don't think he's complete. I don't think he's ill-intentioned. I just think perhaps, yeah, maybe a little bit ill-informed. And obviously, the backlash has been huge this time, which is unfortunate because the guy is a comedy legend. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Look, it was it was it was certainly not his best. No. But it was definitely not that one he did where he basically I can't remember which one it's called as a Netflix. Specials, but it is just a rant. It was the one where he's on the stool and it he's talking very, about Louis C.K.? Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. very little comedy in it. Yeah. I remember watching it and thinking it wasn't really a stand-up set. It was basically like a just a guy talking. So he, he certainly got back to some of his better form. But, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some issues there with it. I watched a serial killer sort of thriller called The Clove Hitch Killer. Ah, uh, yeah. Binge. I've been meaning to check that yeah. out. I've heard it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Interesting. Not not what I'd call a fast-paced sort of thriller. It's just an interesting character study, I think, is more what it is. It has kind of echoes of something like, say, Summer of 84 or Disturbia, you know, that type of situation. Mm-hmm. But it's more interested in character and how it's handled. Uh, and an absolutely fucking... Superb performance from Dylan McDermott. Yep. He's fucking, he's awesome. He's really, really good. I mean, I've always known him. He's always been a good character actor, but he just, he does a really good job with this. Um, and it's kind of based somewhat around, I think it's BTK, the yeah. serial killer BTK. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a nice little, it's a decent piece to have a look at. I checked out Escape Room. Yes. Which I was pretty happy with. Yeah, I don't recall it's loving fast it. Pace. It's, it's. I thought it was. It was okay. But yeah, like you said, it is. It's it is fast paced and pretty tense for a while there. For about an hour, it's quite tense the way they they weave in the, all the escape rooms. Yeah. And what you've got to do, but once you kind of find out what's going on, it kind of runs over some pretty some ground we've seen before. Yeah. Which kind of dulls it a little bit. There's a sequel, and I'll yes. be willing to give that a go. Yeah, well, we can actually stream that one. Can we? 
Yes, you can hire it on streaming. I looked for it and couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I was hoping it might be on Binge, but no. No, no, no. You can so if you go to like iTunes, it's it's definitely there to hire, but it's not because okay. I think it it got impacted obviously by the lockdown. I'm pretty sure they they sped it up to to the video on demand platforms. Yeah, uh, I watched Twenty One Bridges, which was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good, solid cop thriller. Like I was a bit surprised. I really did want to check it out. But I've seen that it hadn't made a lot of money and it was kind of like sort of a bit forgotten. And I'm looking at the cast and it's got like Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller, J.K. Simmons, really good cast of characters, Taylor Kitsch. And I was like, well, well, this might be all right. And it was fucking good. It was real good. Yeah. And as I said to you earlier on today, um, the fact that Chadwick Boseman was sick quite badly, I believe, during... I mean, I think he was battling with colon cancer from 2016. Yeah, it was yeah. quite a few years. So this was this was right in the meat of that. This was like 2018. Mm. So, I mean, you wouldn't know it, of course. But and he, you know, real talent, mate. We, you know, unfortunate to lose a bloke like that. Oh, he was excellent. I remember watching that one. Yeah. Uh, I think it was on Netflix as well. What was it called? Message from the King or something like that. Oh yeah. And even though it wasn't a great film, he's just got he was just a very watchable there was there's shades of Denzel there where you could just yes. watch the bloke yes. all day. Yeah, very much so. So it's a bit sad to to, to know that he's unfortunately gone. Uh, yeah. I watched uh, Haunt. Yes. Which came out on Netflix the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Look, bit it average. was all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rave about it. It had an interesting premise, but I don't feel it was fully realised mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, uh, some pretty kind of cool villains. I kind of liked where they went with the villains. Yeah. Did you happen to watch? Because uh, I believe Joe Bob did that. Did you happen to watch mm. any of his thoughts on it? No, I didn't. I'm going to check that out. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm having fucking problems getting shuttered to cast to my Chromecast for some reason. Really? Shit. Yeah, every, everything else does it, no problems. Yeah. But fucking shutter, of course. <laughs> fucking shutter. <laughs> yeah. Can't seem to get these things worked out, so I'm having some problems. Yeah, I've got a few issues with their It's disappointing. I haven't had issues with stuff yeah. playing, but in terms of the... Uh user-friendliness of the app, it could be very much improved, and especially when you go between the app and the Apple TV and things like, you know, you yeah. can't just continue watching. Like, it's just little things. Yeah, but, that's... Yeah, they I get might to have it. to t- um, delete the app and then re-get it and see if that maybe fixes it. I don't know. And the last thing for me was I got onto Apple TV, Jared. Oh, shit. Look out. I got onto Apple TV... And I watched the first pretty much two seasons of Ted Lasso. Yep. Mate, the first season was awesome. Mm. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's not side-splitting comedy, but it's it's kind of a mixture of comedy, drama, heartfelt stuff. It's actually got a little bit of heart to it. Jason Sudeikis is excellent, but the rest of the cast, is there's a really cool cast of interesting characters around him. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Second season is not as good. It kind of segues off a little bit to some of the other characters and gives them more time and there's less time of Ted, Mm. which I feel does hurt it a little bit. 
There's one particular episode that just feels like filler. It's it's a whole episode where I was just like, oh, well, we probably didn't really need this. Hmm. But overall, a very, very solid comedy show and definitely it, worth a look. It's funny because I've heard, I've heard that about it and it's one of the things that didn't get me on it early, aside from never opening Apple TV+, Plus, was the <laughs> fact that... I've always had an issue with Jason Sudeikis in some of these roles because I found Mm. him to be just a smug asshole in everything that he's done. So when I saw that he was cast with this Ted Lasso as Ted Lasso and everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, it's got a heart, it's really heartfelt, I thought, eh, I can't buy him there. (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I see it's, where it's you're coming much, from there. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's pretty much been the consensus that this is what it's like, and that's kind of what, what has gotten me to the point where I'm like, yeah, as soon as I knock over some of this other stuff, that'll that, that'll be one of the next series as I jump onto. Yeah, definitely have a look, because I would have had similar feelings about Sudeikis because of the characters he's played in other films. So yeah. he always does tend to play that character who's kind of a bit of a smarmy, sleazy asshole. Yep. But he kind of nails it, and, and Ted's kind of one of those characters that you kind of can't help but like. Yeah. And oh, I think it's good that's to hear. important for the show. Mm. Yeah, but that's it for me. What about you? Right, well, so in keeping with the season, I have been trying to stick to mostly sort of horror fair, aside yep. from really The Office, one season to go of The Office. Pretty much what yeah. I was saying before. Like, I still, I still really like the characters. I think Ed Helms actually does a very good job, but he's just not Michael Scott, which is the the. Uh, that's really the only thing with the, the the last couple of seasons. Other than what I mentioned with Kevin, Kevin seems to be much more prominent, and he's suffering the janitor the janitor problem. Yeah, and Chappelle. Obviously, I, I watched Chappelle's uh, The Closer as well. Yeah. So, actually, I did watch a couple other things that aren't horror related. Get on the finale of Heels. If you haven't watched Heels, yep. you got to watch it. It's actually a really good show, and I'm, it's in this phase at the moment where we, we don't know whether it's going to be renewed or not. And if it doesn't get renewed, yeah. I'm going to be fuming because it's just gotten – I feel like it's gotten better and better, and the finale is fucking excellent. It's just like the culmination yeah. of uh, – where they've built up these wrestling storylines. But like I said, they, they've, they've done this really good job of where they take the wrestling storylines and then we've got the shit going on around that. But the storytelling around that that normally you wouldn't see in wrestling, they've applied kind of that wrestling formula to it where people are going from heels to faces and all this sort of shit. And the last episode... It's a cracker. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought they rode it like a wrestling match, like where the finale, the, the main event of the episode is just, it's a, it's, a, it's a cracker. And if you like wrestling, like I haven't watched wrestling since, you know, St- Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock were, were running the show, but I had a stretch yeah. from sort of primary school to high school where I absolutely loved it. So I've still got kind of, you know, I've still got the sense of, of – um, the terms they're using, the people they're talking about, some of the people that are uh, cameoing in it. And I just thought the last episode was an absolute belter. So get on it if you haven't checked it out. Well, I also four, watched- Four episodes, Dave, so I probably need to get the rest of it done. Yeah, finish it off because the last episode is a real sort of culmination. They go a little bit deeper with the opposing 
wrestling company, which I was looking forward to. The last mm. two episodes, they really kind of feel that promise. Last two to three episodes, they really kind of feel the promise on that. I finished What If, which is the Marvel um, animated oh, yeah. series that is based around the, the, their comics where the premise is, you know, what if something was different about a major storyline that they had. So, for example, one of the early episodes in What If is what if Peggy Carter got the serum instead of Steve Rogers. Yeah. So, really good series. And, I mean, there was some – there's a couple of episodes that I didn't love and it also seems to fall into the trap where, you know, we have to have a big fight to resolve everything. But there's some really good stuff in there. Like, there's some really – Touching stuff with Chadwick Boseman. I believe it was his last mm. performance. They actually had his voice for um, Black Panther, right. and they did a couple of episodes. One particular episode that was really good was "What If What If um, T'Challa Was Was Star Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy," right? Which was a really good episode and had some really kind of pointed, sort of touching moments. I get the feeling he knew that might have been his last performance, which is why he, he kind of allowed it to go the way it did. But there's some really sort of poignant stuff in there with him. But a really cool series overall. Quite enjoyed it. Star Wars Visions was also on Disney+. Plus. That was really short. So the premise of that one was animated, uh, uh, Japanese anime people doing Star Wars stories. So they were, yeah. they were all sort of 12 to 20 minute one-off stories. Again, a couple of really good ones in there. There was a couple of ones that were very much inspired by Kurosawa films and stuff like that. So that was cool. And the big ticket ones, Adam. I'm on the home stretch of Chapel Weight. So very How's much very much enjoying that. I've got to finish the last two episodes. I kicked off the 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 uh, second last episode, but I had to sort of stop it early. So I basically got two episodes to finish it. I like it a lot. I thought it, uh, I thought it's really good. Part of it's got to do with really good actors involved and also a lack of kind of expectation because it was just such a short Stephen King story. There was a sense of, is it just a cash-in on his name? But I've, I think they've done a really good job with it. I've been, been fairly well tied up in the series and really enjoyed it. And the last one, the big ticket one, Adam, I got to watch yeah. I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'm three oh. episodes deep. And how were you? My feelings aren't good at the moment. <laughs> Look, the first episode, they run with a bit of a twist on the theme that is is not so bad, but some of the dialogue and some of the things that happen, they, they kind of telegraph a little bit, but some of the dialogue is just awful and some of the situations that they go through in that first episode. The big problem three episodes in is just the lack of slasher. I mean, if you're going to take that and you're going to minimise the slasher elements, then your characters better be really interesting and the stories better be really interesting. The characters just aren't. There's, there's, nothing, to be, there's nothing to be hanging around with these people for, for eight episodes for, unfortunately. They're trying to hang it off the, the main character and there's something there, but the characters around it that got involved are just very, very thin. Like, there's just, I, I can't see any reason to be spending episodes at a time with them. Is it fair to say that they haven't really expanded on the characterizations that were kind of in the movie? Well, they basically they've they've scrapped all that. The character characterizations from the movie and the book, they've pretty much scrapped all of it and just gone with the But I guess what I mean is you've got eight episodes in disposal. You've got eight episodes. Your movie was only ninety minutes. 
or yeah. 100 minutes. Yep. So you really only had a short span to create some characters, which I'm going to be honest, I don't think they did that well in the movie anyway. No, it wasn't one right? of the strengths. But you've got eight episodes to spread this a little. But does it seem like that's not happening or what? Well, so far, from my perspective, it just seems like they've filled it with a few more peripheral characters. So, for example, yeah. Madison Eisman's characters, the, their father is more prominent than in any of the other iterations. There's some sort of police involvement that's not in some of the other versions that we've seen. But unfortunately, it doesn't really matter when you're spending all the time or when you're spending a lot of time with this core group and they're just there's, there's not much going on with them. Like, they've got some very thin sort of broad strokes of who they are but they're just, there's nothing there for me. So, yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment so far. Obviously, there's, you know, a few episodes to go. I think uh, I think it's eight episodes. So, I'm three episodes deep. So, yeah, they're going to have to be doing something really strong in those last those last episodes to, to win me back. But, yeah, not, not real happy so far. Very disappointing, Jared. And I did watch one movie, actually. I got onto Blumhouse. Uh, obviously, I started watching the Blumhouse, Welcome to Blumhouse stuff on Amazon. I watched Black as Night, which I didn't it's mind. It's the vampire one, is Yeah, that right? it's the vampire one. It's a bit of fun. Early on, it feels like you could have kind of sort of a Lost Boys vibe. And I know that's an easy comparison, but I felt like early on, there was this kind of uh, playfulness to it that, that reminded me a little bit of Lost Boys. And there's this sort of... I don't know. There's kind of these elements, kind of these gothic elements. I don't know whether that's sort of the setting of New Orleans. And, it, yeah, it felt like it it was going to have a bit of that early on. It sort of becomes a little paint-by-numbers as we go, but I did enjoy it more than I enjoyed Bingo Hell. So I've got two more of those to, to go. So I yep. will report back when I've knocked those two over. Please do. All right, the captain's gone down mm-hmm. at, this, uh, at this end, so I will be cracking open a Tui's new to bring us in as we take a break, and here's the trailer for 2009's Sorority Row. their friend. To Megan, we love and miss you. Because of a secret they would never tell. We have to stick together. Sisters for life. Oh my god. Now their past is coming back to kill them. Sorority Row rated R in theaters September 11th. Sorority Row from 2009. Directed by Stuart Hendler, who directed Max Steele. It's produced by Darren Hollander, who produced The Sinner, and Mike Cars, who produced Blended. The screenplay is by Joss Stolenberg, who wrote Spiral, and Pete Goldfinger, who wrote Jigsaw. And it's based on the Seven Sisters screenplay by Mark Rossman. It stars Brianna Evigan as Cassidy, Margot Harshman as Chugs, Lee Pipes as Jessica, Jamie Chung as Claire and Rumor Willis as Ellie. The budget was $12.5 million. The box office was $27 million worldwide. And it was shipped to theatres under the title Solidarity. All right, I'm going to go first here, Jared. Let me just break the top off a two is new. Ah, there we go. 
Bingo. Alright. I gave this a solid 3 out of 5. I was actually a bit higher on this initially. I, hadn't, I haven't seen it for a few years, but I remember really enjoying it when I first saw it. It's come down a little. There are some things that I didn't kind of get on board with, especially the whole mystery element. I don't really think that works very well. But I think it's got a nice hook. It's got kind of quite a cool-looking killer. And personally, there's a couple of performances in there that I really like because they kind of just chew up the scenery and go for it, exactly what I was after. Plenty of gore as well. It sits right there. Uh, as something that I can watch as a kind of a guilty pleasure, shall we say. And, you know, we were just talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer, Jared, and quite frankly, this is a better version of I Know What You Did Last Summer, considering the hook is very similar. Mm. But three out of five for me. Right. What's your take? Yeah, interesting call. I would agree that it is very, very similar to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I would say it's not a better version, even though there are some things that be- that are better, probably purely for the fact that it's less memorable. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Like, I think that, as you said, there's some things to really like about it. The setup, which is essentially the same, just with a few variations, it's it's the same sort of setup, you know. We've got this dark secret what would you do to keep it? Different different people reacting to the ways they would keep it. And as you said, the killer and some of the kills are probably the best thing about the movie in, in certain points about mm. it. You mentioned there were some performances you liked. I was yeah. up and down. There's only really a couple that I like, and I think the biggest problem is when it comes to, like, the final girls. Well, the final girl, the one that you kind of identi- would identify as the final girl, is really bland, and there's not much, yes, yes, not much going on there. But yeah, there's there's two performances I would probably single out that I really enjoyed. The issue for me, and you again identify this, is the mystery element. Yeah, it's just I've got a comparison. Yeah, I've got a comparison to make, and. Truthfully, when the killer sort of, uh, again, as we do with this podcast, we're going to spoil things, but when the when the, the killer reveals why, I didn't have so much yeah, of a no, problem with that. Yeah, I was happy. That. I didn't have so much of a problem with it. I was really it. happy with it. Yeah. It was more the fact that, looking back on it especially, there's just not really that many places to look, and the mystery element is just yeah. it's, it's essentially not there. So, yeah, I, I go for a three as well. Going back to the I Know What You Did Last Summer comparison, I just feel like, you know, that had bigger name actors that even if you're, if you're remembering them from something else, you still remember them and you still remember the scenes and things like that. When I go back to this one, there was one scene that I've, I, I recalled and thought, yeah, that was, that was the one. Yeah. Outside of that, it's all pretty solid but not going to hang with, you know, they're not going to hang with the big boys, I guess, is is one way to describe oh, no, it. Definitely not. And just to go on, a, for just, me, just to go on a small rant at it. Well, actually, you say what you're going to say, but I've got a little bit of a rant on things. I I, I remember when we we looked at I know what you did last summer as on the podcast, and I gave it a two. So mm. I I actually think this is quite superior. Yeah, to, I know what you did last summer. I think it's I probably less memorable in a sense of the actors. I think. Yeah, but yeah. The movie itself is is better. 
Yeah. That's my personal opinion. I, I thought, no, looking at it, I know what you did last summer again, I remember thinking, this is kind of crap. Yeah, <laughs> I would possibly agree. Like it's kind of crap. That. I, like, I remember the shine coming off a little bit, but it's one of those ones that sits in there for me of like, yeah, this was one that I absolutely nostalgia smashed when I was younger. Probably, the nostalgia, nostalgia has a lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. And I would throw the hand up and say I'm guilty of that one here. But this one, this one's got no nostalgia, Jared. Yes. Because of when it was made, um, it doesn't hold that kind of nostalgia, which is well. This comes. This comes into my. This comes I've into got my DVD, rant. Jared, and, and I've seen it maybe once in the last five years. Well, I think this is the second or third time I've watched it. But mm. to to get on to get on to what I'm a little bit upset about. This is this movie is the prime example of why I still purchase things and and buy Blu-rays. You know, some people say to me, "Why yeah. why do you still have you know a bunch of Blu-rays when you can just jump on Netflix?" Well, case in point, right here, I can't just fucking jump on Netflix because I've got access to six. If I if I include the free ones, I've got access to about eight to nine streaming services. And this was mm. not available on a single fucking one of them. This movie was made, what, 12 years ago now? Or 11 years yes. ago? Uh, you you swear. Sony. So you'd it's sw- not a fucking nobody. That's right. You swear the fucking thing didn't exist. I could not, I couldn't even hire it. I couldn't go onto iTunes and hire the fucking thing. And, you know, we talk about that we've got Shudder because that's what this is bringing to the party. They're bringing those ones to us that other streaming services aren't interested in. Well, they didn't have it either. So what? Like, Get that chance of that. It's I'm 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 steamed. I'm a little steamed up about this. But yeah, if you ask yeah, me see. why I still buy Blu-rays and shit, it's because not only you know if you get something like a Shout Factory, you're getting access to stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise. But I would like to watch the movie again, and if if I don't own it on Blu-ray, I can't guarantee that I can do that. Which is essentially what the streaming yeah. era was supposed to do for us. We had access to everything. And it does that in a small sense. I probably wouldn't be able to watch Full Moon Features if it wasn't for Tubi. But no. a movie like this, and this isn't the only one. This is just, an you know, it's the example that's at the front of our mind because we just tried to watch it. If you didn't have it on DVD, I'd be up shit creek. Yes, correct. I mean, we basically had to scramble and get you the DVD. Mm. Because you weren't going to be able to see it. Yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, I hear your rant. I hear it. And... Oh, that's the reason why I've kept some of my physical media. Yeah, fucking I. Because I know that sooner or later we are going to be do- reviewing films where I'm going to be like, oh, well, thankfully I've got this on DVD because I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. And obviously, the, you know, the physical media is not going to last forever. They're, you know, in 20 to 30 years or whatever, some of that shit won't work anymore. But I'll, up- I'll upgrade the ones I really want. And at this point, it's fucking... It, almost everything in my collection I'll upgrade because I want to be able to watch it again. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into the likes, Jared. I think the killer himself, his outfit, the graduation gown with the hood, the the, the tire iron that's been pimped out with different weaponry on mm. it, I actually think that shit works really, really well. Yeah, very simple. And it kind of is probably the most memorable part of it. Yeah, it's it's simple, but it fits the it fits the theme, and the humble tire iron. I mean, shit. Yes, I I fucking loved that. I thought that worked really well. Yeah. So it was good to see that they well, they tied it into what was going on at the start, but then also, you know, also as you said, they pimped it out a little bit, and it. I, I thought that was that was excellent. 
it worked. Like, it wasn't, it could have come off as really stupid. You know, the tire iron was used to kill the, the girl at the start, the tire iron's being used on them. It could have looked really silly, but the way they used it is why it worked. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. I also love the fact that he they he uses the texts, he uses leaving the code out, he leaves you know, other items around to kind of taunt them. Yes. And kind of build that you cannot you, you cannot go to the cops because you're already deep in the shit now. Yep. See, I know what you did last summer, for instance, didn't really handle that that well. No. Whereas this took that and said you are you are not allowed to go to the police because I've got you by the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely um, elements of that that they did. It feels like whoever wrote it was aware of I know what you did last summer, and yes, went a little bit further in some of those directions with it. And that that's certainly one of the ones that definitely you know it, it works better. Yeah. Now, Jared, I, I said performances. I'm probably really only talking about one specific performance that I really liked. I thought the other actors were adequate for the material. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not fucking Shakespeare. It's, it's a slasher film. Yep. So most of them, I think, hit the brief and they're competent and professional enough actors to get it done. But I was a really big fan of Lee Pipes, who played Jessica. Yes. I think she fucking nails it. Yep. Absolutely nails it. She chews the scenery big time. She is uber bitchy, but that's what the character is, and she just has, seems to have a shitload of fun with it. Yeah, and there's, in, as you said, in terms of performance, I'm not going to sort of detract from her, her performance, but she's the one that's given the, the, the chance to really give it a go. The meatiest part, probably. Yeah, I mean, hers is the easiest one to, to really just... She gets to just go for it, whereas some of the other ones, as you said, they deliver probably what you would call a competent performance, but there's not much going on behind there. So, yeah, yeah, by default almost Jessica becomes the the one that your eyes are always on and that you're kind of consistently watching. But as you said, the actor does a really good job of what she's given and probably deserves the the kudos for, for being the one that you remember. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been bland. It could have been by the numbers kind of bitch. But I think she she kind of infuses it with a bit of energy that's yeah. not normally seen in this kind of stuff. A little bit of comedy, you know, you a little bit of humour. Yeah, there's a there's a number of highly amusing comments she makes. They're inappropriate and at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, perfectly pitched to what she is. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's also nice to see um, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she was good, of course. Just casually just dropping in and doing good work with the very few scenes she's given. But, yeah, good to see her in there. And I would also give – I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Rumor Willis in this one. I think – Yeah. The character doesn't – Well, the character's very – character's very kind of one note. It's, It's sort of very much one note through the piece so that she can have one moment at the end. Basically, but I think she does a decent job of making her character sympathetic, and and you're actually kind of feeling for her because yes, beyond that, I don't feel a hell of a lot. So I 
no. just just no. looking at it and looking at the characters where I thought, yeah, I actually felt something there. It's it's basically as you mentioned, Jessica, and then I've like I said, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Rumor Willis there. Maybe it's Bruce's fault. Yeah, maybe look- maybe Bruce didn't want anyone to see this. So hey, Bruce. <laughs> Told everyone not to not to put it on streaming. <laughs> hey, Bruce is keeping it from us. I'm not going to lie; she does look more like Bruce than Demi. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying she's ugly or anything. That's not it. I'm she's trying. She, she does. She's facial features. She tries more than Bruce does these days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's she's actually putting in. Bruce has <laughs> yeah. given up on that. He gave all up up on that years ago. Yeah, she th- she seemed like she was enthusiastic to have a have an acting job to to really jump into. Whereas Bruce, yeah, look, I mean, and, fuck, if he oh, turns he up, couldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, if he turns up, he cashes the check and he stands at the mark. That's about it. Yep. No, look, I would agree. I think she is actually better than I anticipated. Uh, I was initially thinking, oh, she'll be the weak link in the group. Yeah. But she's actually not. She 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 gives the, her performance a little bit more. Look, I actually didn't mind Chugs either in terms yeah. of the performance. I think that I think um, Margot Harshman does everything right, but unfortunately, the characters just horrid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like she's worse than Jessica, really. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a couple of things I got in the dislikes that she says that I'm just like, oh my god, like really. Mm-hmm. But I think she does she does well with the performance. Disappointed with Brianna Evigan because she's a better actress than that. But unfortunately, her character is super bland. I mean, fuck, she's got nothing to do. No, really, yeah, nothing at all. It's really one note, which is sad for a final girl. You want to have a final girl. You know, I would have loved it if they'd done a little bit of a pivot and Jessica became the final girl. Yeah, but... I think that look, would have been cool. I mean, there's a, couple of, there's a couple of reasons that that would be very unsatisfying, and I would, I'll, I'll go into yeah, that. because that, she's been a bitch the whole time. Well, that, that comes into my dislikes, and I, I don't think it's necessarily that she's been a bitch, but there's a point, there's a point where it sort of goes... Yeah. Two and yeah, I'll, I'll save that for later. But I, yeah, I can't agree there. I don't think that would have worked out. But I, like, I don't, I don't, I think what you're saying, something like what they did with something like what they did with Happy Death Day, is how you needed to handle it. Yes, you know what that's they did right. with Happy Death Day is she was a bitch. She was a sorority bitch. Yeah, but as she goes back and forth over and over her death, she starts to realise what she's doing and starts to change herself. Yeah, and That's there was the also we do it. There was also something in there that could have really played to that, which is the senator angle. I thought that's actually one of my likes, even though it's kind of there and then just goes away and is only brought up again at the end for for a bit of a sort of sneaky little uh I don't know, it's it's a bit of a a cheap one. But I feel like the senator angle actually gave Jessica another side where you're like, well, hang on. The whole movie we've been looking at her like she's the spoiled rich girl and, and is just awful, but there's also pressure on her as well. There's also some real yeah. pressure on her and she's actually just keeping up some appearances here. But I think they- rounded her out a little bit. Yeah, but I think, I think they dropped the ball a little bit later on which I'll talk about in the dislikes as to why I don't think it would have worked for her as a final girl. But in terms of what you're saying, 
the setup for that could have absolutely worked if they hadn't have gone as far as they did. And she could have been the final girl. Because yeah. as you said, yeah. Even, she, even she's her, the, the way she's she the one acts that is, after the death is troubling. Like, you, you wouldn't have been able to get a final girl out of it. Yeah. Because she... The way she handles the death of Megan. I mean, she's the Ryan Philippi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that was something I wanted to touch on as a, as a like. I kind of love the fact that it, it kind of eats away at Cassidy and kind of Ellie to some regard. But the other three are just Ryan Philippi, mate. They just, <laughs> they just plowed straight through it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. They're back to partying and getting, you know, living life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think what you're saying is that it's actually spot on that they could have gone for a bit of a different take, but they sort of – I feel like they lost a little bit of – lost lost the reins a little bit. they kind of gone – they'd gone too far and they, there was no way of backing out. Plus, yes. you know, again, I, uh, I'm not saying the I, – I'm sure Lee Pipes could have, could have pivoted you know, I think she would have been fine performance-wise as being able to pivot as to become the final girl and see the air of her ways. But I think that maybe it was better that she just went the whole hog because it was, you know, it got me all the way through. I was kind of happy to see her there, which is yeah. which is weird for someone who's so horrendous. <laughs> well, that's right. She Such was a horrendous person. She was far more interesting to watch on screen than any of the other characters. Exactly, and that's a really important part of making this somewhat compelling yeah. for the most part. Yep. Because, quite frankly, if, if it was less of a performance, I would have been kind of switched off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. The opening tracking shot, Jared, through the party, which also looks a little bit like Club Hell. Yes. It's like Stewie Hendler's been to a Michael Bay... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Bay school. Not quite as hellish as the new. I know what you did last summer, mate. Let me tell you that much. No, I, you told me that was looking good, but he. I like the way it tracks all the way through the party, and mm. you see all the key players in action just briefly, and everything. It, it kind of it's almost like one shot. It's not actually one shot because obviously they there's some edits in there, but. I like the idea of the tracking shot through the, the sorority house. Is it fair to say maybe Handler's a craftsman, Jared? Oh, possibly. Is he a craftsman? There's, there's certainly some... Because there's a couple of shots I really liked. Yeah, there's certainly some craft in, in, in some of the things he does, for sure. Or is he just a workman? No. Is he Carl, John Carl Beekler? <laughs> Look, <laughs> let's, say, let's, say, no, let's say he's a craft, uh, he's a workman. But you look at it and you say, hmm, there's, some, there's something here. There's, if, you, if you applied yourself and maybe took another course or two, you could, you could bump yourself up to craftsman territory. Uh, he's a guy who puts together a simple house, but see, you see some really nice bevelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <spots. laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't expect this. Yeah, you walk in and you say, shit, I love what you've done with those archways. They're magnificent. <laughs> But then you yeah, walk in yeah. and you say, yeah, so pretty, him, pretty standard lounge room. <laughs> standard house. Yeah. Standard layout. Handler. Fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to me? No, he has a cup. That, that shot is really nice. I think yeah. it works out really, really well. Yep. And quite, just I've got a question, Jared. Do these parties actually exist? Mate, 
Look, I'm sure that that somewhere in the world this is going on, but this is, and again, this is my issue with the new I Know What You Did Last Summer. This is not normal. Who the fuck can afford it all on the college sale? Obviously, some some people's parents are paying, but not everyone. Someone's rocking up with a bottle of butterscotch schnapps. I mean, fuck. You can't can't all be drinking cognac. That's me. I'm turning up. I'm turning up with a butterscotch snap. There's a couple of people there. What I'm doing, Jared, is I'm placing it in amongst the Hennessy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then you're going and, and, you know, quickly tipping a little bit of Henny and and off you go. But there's there's a couple of people at that party that if you're spraying a champagne bottle, they're fucking opening their gobs like they're catching the rain, mate. It's like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I haven't drunk this. I haven't drunk a bottle of Moe before. <laughs> yeah. They say it looks like a bottle of Passion Pop, but it doesn't taste like it. Exactly, mate. Exactly. I actually think the scene in the bedroom where all the girls crowd around and they say what they like about each other is a simple yet effective way of just giving us a two-second snapshot of who each girl is. Yeah, totally. It's a little on the nose because it's so sort of out there. It's so sort of... um, it's a little bit a force. Well, it's a very, it's very transparent what it's what it's there for, but it actually serves the purpose really well. Yeah, exactly. I think it works out really well. So it's just a nice way to touch on each girl's strengths, weaknesses, what type of person they are. You quickly yeah. kind of they, they bust each other's balls for a second. Like I really like that. And setting it in the university in general. I mean, we've seen it a million times, but it's kind of a, it's a natural given the age range of the people that we're dealing with in the situation. And I also like, I mean, if you're trying to say a little bit of something more, which this one doesn't, it's a natural environment to touch on the things like the assault and the hazing and stuff that they do briefly sort of bring in. Yeah. The prank they pull on Garrett and the subsequent death of Megan Although it's kind of far-fetched, because it is. Yes. And I'll get to it in the dislikes as to why you would take the approach he took, which doesn't make sense. But it's effect- it's, it's effective enough to get the key storyline going and put the girls in the shit. I like the idea of using the tyre iron to take the air out of the lungs. I understand why he, he does what he does. Yep. Again, a little bit far-fetched, but enough to get, you know, it's enough for a slasher film to move forward with. And I did like the idea of videotaping it. Yeah. It brings another element to the table that the killer can now use to keep them trapped somewhat. The setup's rock solid. I mean, it's very much in, you know, the I Know What You Did Last Summer style, as we said. And the whole air in the lung things can go either way, but but the idea of the prank going wrong, it's it's fine. It's a very good setup. Yeah, and and I do like the idea of everyone else seems to be on board. Even Ellie's kind of she's a follower again. That's what I liked about. Yeah, kind of what Rema Willis was doing was kind of like she's such a timid, mousy type. She just goes along with these girls. Like it kind of feels like she shouldn't be there. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like she just goes along with whatever these people are doing. Cassidy's not having it, 
So they wrap the body in her coat and dump it down there. Yeah. Basically say to her, you're now fucking stuck. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I like that angle. I think it's- a cool angle. Correct. I think it, it all worked really well. As you said, it fits with Ellie. Like you said, she always takes a step back and just kind of went along with it. And, and I think, again, it comes back to the killer's got you. You cannot go to the police. You can't come forward and say that this is what happened. It was an accident because the killer has taken care of that. He's taken the police out of the equation, and I think that really works well here. And as I said before, I know what you did last summer does not go to the lengths to make that occur. No. Which is why it doesn't work. Well, the difference there, I guess, is they've obviously, they've kind of established the expectations of the the futures of the people in in I Know What You Did Last Summer, and they don't really do that outside of Ellie indicating that she's a studious person, mentions the whole pre-med stuff so you can assume that she's going into medicine or, or being a doctor or whatever. So I guess that's the difference. But, yeah, I think in terms of in the scenario, how people get tied into it in the moment, it it definitely works better. Yeah, agreed. Now, Chug's death, I think that's it's one of the better deaths in the film. Yeah. Uh, And once again, Stewie Handler, the craftsman. The craftsman, Stewie the craftsman handler. (laughs) <laughs> so when he just jams the bottle down his throat and yeah. then he cuts her throat, but he cuts away from that and you just see the blood go up into the bottle. Yeah. Subtlety, Hendler. <laughs> Subtle. Subtle as, a, subtle as a fucking broken bottle <laughs> to the throat. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, this is the moment that I was talking about. This is the one that you remember. I, I barely remembered anything about the movie. I mean, I remembered the broad strokes. But I, this was the moment that you're like, yeah, that was the that was the one. I think this is yeah. the best kill in the movie. It's one that we haven't really seen much, not not all that much mm. similar to it. So yeah, I I think that's that's the best one by far. Yep. I actually did like the the girl overhearing them talking in the shower. Yes, and just before that, Adam, just before you get there. Possibly my favourite moment of comedy in the film, where the bird opens the shower on Claire and goes, oh, sorry. (laughs) Then she goes, FYI, waxing isn't just for floors anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm glad she didn't didn't walk in on me on the shower because I fucking hate to think what she would have had to say. (laughs) She would have said to me... Yeah, I you're doing said the, I was in the pool. You doing the Eddie Murphy? It's not funny. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the pool was very cold. No, I would have got pool. Yes. No, Jared. I would have got all coy and covered my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my favourite laugh in the whole movie. To be honest. Yeah. Oh, it was it was quite amusing. Yeah. But I really like that idea because you don't usually see that. In no. these sorts of films. And it feeds yeah. into what Someone comes later. Someone has overheard it. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. Fe- it feeds into what comes later. And um, as we said, you know, when the, when the killer is revealed, I didn't have so much of an issue of the motivations. And the, 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 he, yeah. the, the explanation for who gets killed is then totally, you know, it, it's spot on why she gets roped into it. Exactly. 
And the killer kills her because he silences her because I'm not finished with these people. Yeah. You know, I, I need to, to take care of this lot and I can't have somebody who's now overheard it spilling the beans. So yeah. I dug that. Question marks abound about A, how he knew, how he was there at the right time. B, where's her corpse? <laughs> like, correct. <laughs> no questions. But uh, overall, I think the scene is actually a good one. Yeah, I liked it, for sure. Now, Jared, this is going to be polarising, I think. I got a couple of laughs out of Claire's boyfriend. Yes, so did I. <laughs> mainly he the, does some mainly the scene after he's shocking dumped. things later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, but he he does a couple of shitty things and they were kind of in the dislikes, you know, well, some of his behaviour and kind I of I think like, the thing about I, him is I think you are supposed to look at him and go, This bloke's despicable. Which is why I think it, it, it works. And I do love that bit where he comes out and he starts sort of he starts sort of sleezing up to Ellie. Yeah, she just yeah. lands into him and goes, if you touch me, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And he goes, mm, good talk. Yeah. <laughs> but when he takes the girls into the thing, he goes, like, you know, I've got, I've got the, the wristbands to the party. And the girl goes, yeah. just one flash. And he goes, eh, negotiable. I actually laughed at that because <laughs> it's supposed to illustrate how much of a fucking scumbag the bloke is. And, and yeah, of yeah. course, and the, girls, comes out like the-, the girls call him on it. So it's sort of like, yeah, everyone's yeah. in on this, that he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I like the way they come out and they go, yeah, look, we're going to pass. Yeah, you're not really that good looking. And he's like, that's, that's, that's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was funny because he was sort of self-aware that, yes, this guy is a piece yeah. of shit. So we're kind of, yeah, I, I felt like I, I too laughed at most of that. I thought, again, Handler. Craftsman. He crafted that so we were we were able to look at the guy and go, everyone's in on the joke that he is a piece of shit and he's treated accordingly. But like you said, he yeah. gets a few lines where you giggle, like that bit where he says, Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> I yeah, I cracked up at that one too. Yeah. And, and look, yeah, taking that further as far as performances go, he nails that shit. Yeah, and taking it further, I actually didn't mind his his kill either. You know, trying to trying yeah, to get I down the laundry good. laundry shoot. And he yeah. moves the knife up. Yep. After stabbing it through, he moves happy it with up. that. Happy yeah, with I, that. I thought that was really cool. It was, it was actually really cool. Cool mm-hmm. death. I also liked Claire's death. As yeah. she's dragged back into the foam, and then you just see the flare go. Yeah. And, come, and then when Cassidy gets in there, she's got it in her mouth. Handler again. Subtlety. My name <laughs> is Handler. <laughs> Craftsman yeah. indeed. It wasn't one of my favourites, but I thought the you know. This again, the setting is used really well because at around that time, I remember phone parties being a fucking thing. <laughs> Looking at it going, I don't want to go to a phone party. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't want to go to a fucking phone party. We would have been out of our depth, oh, especially after 700 bills of Captain Morgan down at a <laughs> phone right. party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that what you were you know, in dire straits by then? I'm surprised the old mate didn't actually say to those girls before asking them to flash. Do you know I'm a member of the 700 Club? <laughs> that would have fit perfectly. <laughs> Can't you see the jacket I'm wearing? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, that again. It fits. It fits. Yeah. I also yeah, love. Well, I'm, I'm coming out, Jared. I'm coming out, and I'm saying it. It's a big call. Handler's a craftsman. No, and he's not quite there. Look, Handler's a craftsman. Look, he's on the admissions he's list. On the, he's on the lower end of the craftsmanship, but he's a craftsman. He's on the admissions list, 
But look, he is um, he's <laughs> his work's got to be it's got to be rubber stamped first. And it's it's just uh, look, know. put it this way: Handler's career is shit. He's got nothing but shit in the rest of his resume, shit. so he's obviously not a craftsman. Yeah, but, but like you, you uh, know, like we always say, you got to pay the bills. Sometimes you just take a job and you get told by the producer, "I need that shit wrapped up in a day." <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just do it. But I, yeah, I think he's done some decent things here. Yeah. My next, my next like was uh, we mentioned Carrie Fisher briefly, but smacking Jessica in the face. Jessica saying yeah, it's yeah. me, Jessica, and her going, I oh, know, and you've had that coming for four years. Coming for four years. <laughs> oh, absolutely loved it. Yeah, that was piss funny. That was piss funny. <laughs> and I also love Jessica's comment when they come across Megan's corpse in the shower recess. Oh, and yeah. The response is, God, she looks terrible. She looks terrible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did laugh. I did laugh, but it did feed into my dislike again. It served the purpose. But, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. It was it just was, a fucking deadpan response. Everyone else, God, she looks terrible. It, it it fit the uh, it fit the whole kind of you know that vibe of going for a little bit of the darker humour that they they uh, went with. It certainly fit, mm. and I I too laughed. You mentioned it before, but the killer's motivation. I actually really liked it. Yeah, well, it's... I'm trying to cut you away. I'm trying to cut you away from toxic people in your life. Yeah. And the whole thing that he said in his, his valedictorian speech, reputation comes with the company you keep. Well... These people are fucking scumbags. Well, I look you know, at you this... You get away from them. I look at this and there's kind of... There's part of me that sort of says Black Christmas, the remake... If it had been going Ooh, yeah, for yeah. the kind of social messages that, that Black Christmas was going for, a couple of them had dealt with a little bit better. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously this guy is, is pretty toxic himself and there's, you know, domestic issues going on there and whatever, but what he's trying to say fits a similar theme that you could have gone with on in a movie like that or you could have tweaked it a little bit. But in terms of, of, of when the reveal happens... As you said, the reveal happened in Black Christmas and it kind of just basically was the nail in the coffin for the movie, whereas this one, you look at it and say, well, it kind of holds up in terms of what he's trying to... I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the ramblings of an unhinged person, but mm. what he's done and who he killed then makes sense. Yeah. They're all terrible people. Yeah. Apart from Ellie and apart from Cassidy... The rest of them are terrible people. And what he's trying to do, he thinks, you know, the ramblings of a lunatic, but it's kind of like he's trying to be noble for her. He's trying to say, well, I, I want to get you away from these people. Yeah, correct. They're no good for you. Yeah. But the problem is the way he's doing it. Yeah, that's right. He too is, is no good for them. Yeah, he's toxic. Yep. So I, I kind of I kind of liked it, and I liked the fact that it, it folded back into his valedictorian speech. Yeah, same. My last like was the finale in the burning house. I think is pretty solid. Yeah, it was okay. Probably didn't make my likes list, but passable. That's that's one of the that's one of the things on on um, Handler's evaluation that I kind of I didn't tick the box, but he didn't get across on yeah. it either. Would have got in the craftsman world if he'd have got that tick from you. But that was a P. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the 
whole thing about him being shot and then falling through the flaming boards and into the, the fire, I thought all that stuff was good. It, it yeah. was good to have something with a little bit of stakes involved. The house is on fire. Yeah, that was you fine. Know? They're not just running in a chase scene. I think that that's, that, that, that sort of set it apart. Do you have yep. any other likes at all? No, that was it. All right, let's get into those dislikes. Straight off the bat, when you really boil it down, the girls all only really have one character trait to trade on. So they don't, they're not really that deep overall. Like Cassidy's kind of the good girl and the moral one. Ellie's shy and mousy. Jessica's a bitch. Chugs is a drunk and, and kind of slutty. Yeah. And they don't even bother to give Claire a character trait. I don't know what what was her you know, what what was the, the deal with her? There wasn't really anything there. No, I guess it's a bit of a missed opportunity because they gave these girls like Chugs, for example, could have been an example of hey, she's just a girl doing what she wants to do and if she was a bloke she wouldn't have been yeah. getting called what she's getting called. But like you yeah, said, exactly. it's such a one note character that you don't kind of get that. So yeah, and this is the thing, Jared. This is what I'm talking. What I mean, I meant when I was talking about performances. Basically, especially with both Jessica and Chugs, if the actresses aren't as good as they are in the film, those characters are just—they are just one-dimensional. Nothing. Yeah, we wouldn't have seen much from them. Yeah. So it's it's the the, the only luxury that. The film has in that respect is those two characters come to life a little bit because yeah, that's the right. actresses involved infuse it with something because on paper they're not not much to them. No, and that's that's uh, one of the biggest issues in the movie. I think is that mm. they are so one note. There's not much to any of them. So yeah, that's that's and it really hurts um, Cassidy. It does. She's most. she is. I mean, for a, for what you are being positioned as the final girl. And I I did actually like the fact that they, they had other people around her make it through the ordeal. I've always been one yes, that's like, yes. you know, sometimes sometimes more people should make it through because then it wouldn't be so so predictable and stuff like that. But she is so bland. There's just nothing to the character. Jared, just, you know, from your perspective... Do you think it could have been perhaps repositioned to put Ellie as the final girl? Well, see, she suffers almost worse than anybody. So, like I said, I, I, I like Ruben Willis's performance. She actually does elicit a bit of sympathy from you. But mm. the issue is she does nothing but be the girl who falls apart a little bit until the end. Like there's nothing yeah. more to the character. There's nothing, nothing else around that. And Rumor Willis isn't given anything else to do, which is why I feel she's she's pretty good because she did actually make me feel something for the character without much to do. And this feeds into yeah. one of my other problems: is are you expecting me to believe that only one of these people is having outward issues with what they did eight mm. months down the track? And he's just, you know, graduating like there's nothing else and toasting the girl like there's, there's no issues. I mean, yeah. Ellie, I mean, I can see it from Jessica. Yes, but correct. I can't see it from anyone else. You can see it from Jessica. You can see it from Chugs. But Ellie, 
We spend the whole movie with Ellie falling apart, which is essentially everything bar these eight, this eight months that we don't see. And I'm assuming mm. that, okay, there might have been times there that she fell apart, but just looking at the characterization, after eight months, she's not standing up there in a toast to this girl. She's in a fucking, she's in therapy. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because she doesn't have the mental strength to deal with this. The other two, Chugs is a drunk, so she's just self-medicating. Yes. Jessica's just a bitch. And Chugs she, is she the one that's she in. She doesn't see this as a problem. Chugs is the one that's in therapy. In therapy. Which actually could have added yeah. more depth, much like the senator angle. That everyone's got this pressure mm. from the outside, but they're holding up these appearances. I actually felt that was yeah. that was a real missed opportunity. That's where you get some of the depth of the characters, and it was just touched on. The yeah, handler, agreed, agreed. handler. The characters Sorry. didn't have enough depth. Bumping, <laughs> bumping you back to work. It's not, it's not his fault. From a craft perspective, the bloke's a craftsman. He didn't write the thing. Yeah, well. I mean, he could have made notes. <laughs> God, I think you're hanging him out to dry there, but I'll <laughs> let you have it. Okay, Chugs' comment about roofie sex. Oh, awful. You get laid and you get a good night's sleep is not good no matter what the period. No. Whether it be 2009 or it be 2021 or it was 1999. Awful. It's not a good comment. Uh, and I don't care that it's coming from a woman because that's the other thing about it. They're trying to kind of turn the turn the things on its head. If you're gonna if you're gonna say something like that, you've got to add that therapy angle in and do it really well. So that's a yes. that's a product of not and, doing. And you're never going to because it's a slasher flick. Yeah, flick. yeah, that's right. So you were probably never going there. Nah. So if if it was me, I would have cut it out. It's yeah. not a. You already had enough to know that Chugs was kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, I sleep around. Yeah, I drink a lot. Eh, so what? You know? Yeah. Yep. You kind of already had that there. And that's why I didn't have a problem with the character because it was pretty simple that that's, that's what, who she was. Yeah. And she made no apologies for that, which was fine. But I just think that comment alone, just it just it didn't sit well at all. No. Uh, like when she said it, I was just like, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting one for you. Now, I know that you, 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 you're being told that this girl's dead, right? Megan, she died. So if you're Garrett, you're thinking, holy shit, I'm in trouble because I slipped her something. Now she's carked it. Yep. Before you start to chop a body up, which the girls start telling him we're going to have to chop the girl up, and before you start jamming tire irons in, you think you'd check a pulse. Yeah. I'm not taking your word for it. I'm double-checking. No, I am double-checking. Yeah, I'm triple-checking. Like, and then I'm still calling the ambulance. good enough job to oh. make it, yeah. I'm still calling the ambulance because I don't trust my, myself to check a pulse. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm checking it through the neck. I'm getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you have also seen her, her chest rising? She's well, laying there on the ground. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, if you look close enough, you would have seen her chest rising. Yeah, if you go on with it, you get there's going to be a tell somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hold weight when you look at it closely. Yeah, I feel like what they came up with was a really good way of doing it, but they just needed a little yeah. bit of a stronger reason for him to go 
and do that before just saying, oh, there's yeah. a bit of air in the lungs. Oh, fuck. I'm not, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still not doing that. Because was he drunk or, or high or something? I Is think that that's what they were the going with. Why it was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But again, it was clumsy. You didn't really know that very well. Yeah. Again, just like Noah you did last summer, are you, if you committed murder that nobody knows about, shut the fuck up and stop discussing it in open forums. Yeah. For Christ's sake. Yeah, either someone's struggling with this or, you know, we're, we're fucking, we're airtight. <laughs> you may as well have put that shit on the bulletin board. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, and they keep saying. I mean, I know they, they, don't they, try, and cover it. they try and cover it. They don't even come up with a code. They don't even talk about, oh, you know, we that time that we um we fucking uh, accidentally broke the eggs or something like that. They keep fucking just saying, <laughs> they, you remember that time we killed Megan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jessica just blurts it out in the showers at the top of her lungs. We yeah. didn't mean to kill Megan. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a communal shower, cockhead. Yeah, are you talking about that time that we fucked up the omelette? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Come up with a code. Do something, please. Yeah. And you also pickled the eggs. Yeah. Also, <laughs> running with Megan is a is a clear strategy for a red herring, but it's silly. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah, it, yeah. we never the thought. The whole of idea her. that she might be still alive. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Look, and this is this is my major dislike, Jared. So segued in nicely. The mystery stuff is really ham fisted. That's not even. Like you use Garrett. Yeah. Garrett is a, the worst red herring ever. In fact, if it was me, he would have disappeared from the film mm. after he did what he did because there was no point in having him there. Then you've got who else you got? The sister, Megan's sister. Yep. That doesn't work. It really only works to have Jessica kind of have a bit of a, you know, like a nemesis. Yeah. Briefly. Yep. But it doesn't work at all. Nope. And then you throw in Jessica's boyfriend near the end. You know, there's something there. Yeah, that's bullshit. There's a reason why he's fired up, and that is just total shit. It's such a such a cop-out because he has been barely seen. Yeah, that's right. And I think, look, the, the, the parallel that I had for the killer, this comes from, from reading a lot of comics. Sometimes mm. there's, this, there's this kind of theory that, Oh look, there's a new villain. In, there's a new villain in Gotham City, and um, Bruce Wayne all of a sudden has this business associate that he's having meeting with meetings with every two seconds, and there's not really anyone else in the mm. story. And you kind of look that yeah. direction, and you go, "Well, there's nowhere else to look." That's kind of what this yeah. was. There, there was there was one piece to the puzzle that was just sort of more prominent after the fact. And as you said, none of the other red herrings were developed in any sort of way to look anywhere else. So it was sort of you know what, Jared? It was it was probably the worst part of the movie. Yes, and one of the things they should have done, which they didn't do, start pointing fingers at one of the girls. Yeah, that's right. One because of the it, girls is a possible is the possible killer because they were there. Or let it out early that one of them talked. Yes. That's what I feel One should have talked. happened. Yeah, because he um, basically says, could, this, this person talked to this person, 
Ellie talk to me. This, you know, so yep. they've all talked. Plus, the gown meant that you didn't necessarily know what gender the killer was if you wanted to go that route. Yes. It didn't, it didn't, you could have hidden it well, but they just don't. Like, to me, one of those girls should have been a clear-cut suspect. Yeah. Because it's like, hang on a second, they've all been involved, they all know about it, and now one of them's using it against them. Yeah. Good idea, just to never, never even looked at. No. I thought it was a bit weird. They just left it. And going, going back, no, sorry, I was, I was just going to get on to what you mentioned about Jessica. Yep. The reason I feel like you couldn't make Jessica the killer was because she went too far mm. with the bitchiness. Like yep. I said, I thought the senator yep. angle was good because it puts pressure on her, gives her a reason that she's doing that. But then in any instance, she was given an opportunity to be, no, this, I'm actually putting up an appearance or something like that. She was she mm. was made to cross the lines. She was a habitual line stepper, as as yeah. uh, Charlie Murphy would say. <laughs> like she, she's, she, she kept crossing the lines, making gags about someone that had just been fucking pulled out of the out of the ground. Basically, whenever there was death or people dying, she was just so apathetic to it. It's just like, okay, well, if you had have fine tuned that, she could have been the final girl. Yeah. But I agree with you. Jessica could not have been the killer or the final girl. I actually think Chugs would have been an interesting angle as a potential suspect. Yeah. Because she was in therapy, she was drinking, she was drugging. There could have been an angle to play that she, her life was in shit. Like she was going to come out of university and go nowhere. Yeah. It was already in the poo beforehand. Now it was even worse. That, that adding that kind of shade could have helped and give us a suspect that we can possibly lean on as the girls, one of the girls. Yeah. Which I think was a lost, another missed opportunity. Yeah, but they didn't do that with anyone, unfortunately. And my only other dislike, well, aside from one of the worst sting endings we've seen, like one of the laziest Oh, yeah, kind that of- was... Yeah, we have we have to have a sting ending. So here it is. No, um, is yeah. the fact that Adam, as you mentioned, firstly these parties we look at and we say, is there ever a party this big anywhere? Well, that fucking party cleared out in an hour. I've seen parties. I know. I've seen parties with ten people where you couldn't get rid of two of them in less than fucking two <laughs> hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're telling I've me been to parties where I was told to leave at nine o'clock. <laughs> three hours later, I was still there. That's right. So you're telling me there's a party with about a thousand people, and there's not ten of them going, "Let's play Monopoly" or something stupid like that. <laughs> Let's just sit out the back and get shit faced. Mm. You know, like yeah, that was really, really poorly played. Yep. Handler, not a craftsman. No, that sort of stuff. My only other dislike, Jared, is Ellie's hiding place. <laughs> yeah. She walks in, opens the closet doors, pushes aside some coats and shirts, gets in behind them and just stands there. <laughs> I mean, have you not seen Halloween? She doesn't even there. pull the doors closed, for Christ's sake. <laughs> pull the fucking doors closed. Yes. Yeah. you got to do better than that, Ellie. 
<laughs> yeah, Ellie. I mean, I don't know what was going on, but think. Yeah. Think about it. Right? Not good. So you've got no other dislikes, mate? No, that's me done. All right. That is Sorority Row washed down with a Captain Morgan and Cola followed by a Tui's new chaser. So if you're going to watch this film, get yourself a couple of these. It'll be worth your time. Not 700 mils of Captain Morgan. Just (laughs) remember that. They're not giving out those jackets anymore. (laughs) That club's closed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, you can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and all places where you get your podcasts. Our email address is thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Podomatic to help us spread the word. Our next episode... The final, week five of Oktoberfest, Jared. We're going for a Halloween picture. One of the very few that we've, the last ones that we haven't done. Halloween H2O from 1998. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.